Welcome to Shift You. I'm your host, Melissa Kelly, here with my lifelong friend and co-host, Kate Shaboni. On today's episode, we will begin to discuss boundaries. To state that we have a lot to say on the subject would be, well, an understatement. We begin by discussing our definition of the word, how we know when we need them, how to spot a good one, how to reevaluate them, and so much more. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, sit a spell with us, and join the conversation about what it means to be human. Last time on The Living Room, (laughs) (laughs) when we were talking, we were discussing what it means to come home to ourselves and how to embrace that authenticity. And one of the ways in which um, I've drastically improved my life, we'll say, is by understanding that in order for me to show up authentically who I am, that there are boundaries that it's important to put in place. And so, okay, so what's a boundary? (laughs) I think that it's an important place to begin because maybe people have heard that term before, um, or maybe it's a brand new term, or maybe we're going to use the term slightly differently. So I think inviting people into our definition here of boundaries feels important. Mm. And so Kate, feel free to jump in and add anything or revise and edit if that's not what you mean so that our our friends in our living room can really grasp and understand what this concept is, um, at least in the ways that we are describing it. So to me, when I, I think about a boundary, What I think about is um, something that I am willing to do or not willing to do in relationship either with myself or with others. Mm. So it is a thing that I am mindful of. It is a thing that um, holds value to me. And it's a thing that helps me navigate my relationships in the world. What are your thoughts on boundaries? Well, that's interesting because, pardon me, one of the things that you had mentioned was um, things that you will or will not do for other people, which to me signals uh, demarcation. And that is always how I've, um, it's just assumed boundaries to be is that the line in the sand of either what I will or will not do or what mm-hmm. I will or will not accept. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I am, I'm not too familiar with boundaries, frankly. <laughs> we were having a conversation <laughs> before and, right. and I've, I've obviously got them, but, um, but it's been, it's been hard to, to learn. So I, I'm intrigued by some of the other parts of your definition of, of boundaries and, and how much more 
goes into boundaries than just my tiny definition of a demarcation. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that as I've kind of moved through the, through the world, you know, I may have also started with that um, more narrow definition and through experience mm-hmm. kind of s- expanded that definition. And by no means do I think that I have the corner of the market on the definition. I think I'm still open to learning more about this. And I, it is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and so it's something that I'm um, kind of constantly exploring. Mm-hmm. And um, so what a boundary is in terms of like how it shows up in our worlds. Um, I think really signifies um, kind of our, how healthy um, we are and how Mm. we show up in relationship. And what I mean by that is that there were certainly times in my life um, where I was um, connected to or in relationship with um, people who uh, were not necessarily healthy mm-hmm. in the ways that they showed up um, around boundaries. So, for example, being in a relationship with someone who displays some of the narcissistic personality mm-hmm. traits. And again, I'm not, <laughs> I am not diagnosing. Not diagnosing. <laughs> what I am saying is that in my experience, some of the ways in which this person showed up in relationship mirrored some of the information that was out there. So I, I'm not here to debate whether or not that was actually the case. My experience of this person was that Um, they did not want me to have boundaries. Mm, And so by not having boundaries, um, by not um, being able to hold anything as private or whatever, then it was a lot easier to uh, control situations. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started putting boundaries in place so that I had some sense of safety and protection, um, that's really when that relationship went south. Mm-hmm. And so typically, we know that we need them if we get pushback, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, if, right. if I go and I put in um, what is a normal healthy boundary with someone who doesn't feel the need to control my life, they're probably not going to push back or much care that right. I want to have some things to myself that are private, right? So mm. um, how do we know that we need them? I guess by implementing them and then seeing the response. Although I'm sure there are other ways that we know that we need them as well. Um, if we are, uh, oh God, I hate to say this because there's, there is truth in this, but also there is context around it. So. Uh, if we're not happy, and I'm certainly not arguing that humans have to be happy all the time. As a matter of fact, I don't think that that's a healthy thing either, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about the mm-hmm. sense of like, all, of all of the emotions, only a few of them are really happy. And so, you know, I don't want to put this, this sense 
of like, everything has to be happy and rosy and whatever. But I think it was certainly one way of knowing that we need a boundary is when we are unhappy or in a large amount of discomfort or feel mm-hmm. unsafe or feel unsafe for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as we know, emotions can be fleeting and they can change. So if we sit with something long enough, it's either going to dissipate or we're going to get more information and recognize like, oh no, this really is problematic. Right. Um, so I feel like those are a couple of, of reasons or a couple of ways that we would know that we need boundaries. How do you know or or what have you observed about other people that tells you like, oh, yeah, boundaries might be important here. (laughs) Well, uh, how I'm, I'm still very much working on boundaries and I think all of our lives we are. Um, but I have alluded to being really shy as, as a younger kid. And so you were born with a fierceness that I have, but is took a, a minute for me to um, to fully inhabit because I, I have not had boundaries, right. I've, I've largely been a people pleaser and, um, and it's, you know, it's just my, my sweet, kind nature. But what I'm finding is that as I'm getting older and, you know, I think it's an age thing, Mm -hmm. um, as I'm getting older, I'm just, I am so my my tolerance for bs is zero right where i used to be able to you know let sort of an un, uncouth comment you know from somebody else fly away and i'm not mentioning right. it now i cannot not say something mm-hmm. um i mean it's i think it's the recognition of not having great boundaries uh and and feeling a little bit taken advantage of at times mm. you know mm-hmm. as i've been developing boundaries i've also been sort of stepping into myself a little bit more and we can talk about that that part later but it's it's more than just developing boundaries um it you know the effect of those boundaries is wide reaching yeah yeah of course. And um, you mentioned, you know, growing up, uh, being shy, people pleasing. There are a lot of life paths that can get us to a place where we have no boundaries or poor boundaries or underdeveloped boundaries, mm-hmm. right? There mm-hmm. are certainly circumstances in which, I mean, if you grow up, um, around someone who doesn't let you have boundaries, then you don't know necessarily that it's right. a thing that you can have. Um, I don't like the word should. <laughs> um, so it's something that you can have or something that you could have, right? You don't understand that you can operate in the world in a way where you are empowered. And somewhere along the lines, you know, you might come into a situation where 
you see someone else, you know, who does lay down a boundary or who Mm. does um, hold other people as capable and it just can rock your world, right? Because you're like, oh, I didn't know that's a thing. I didn't know that people got to to say no, right? (laughs) Right. Surprisingly enough. Right. And there is a way to like do that and, and do it that there is a way to do it that honors both people. Right. Like, cause I have seen people show up in ways that are really, really aggressive and like, mm. you know, and have other people comment on like, Oh, well, so-and-so is throwing down a firm, you know, boundary there, or you can't fuck with so-and-so cause she's not going to let you get away with it. Like there's, there are people who show up in the world very much. No, I think you said no BS, you know, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, and is that really a good boundary or is that an unpracticed boundary? Because I think that there's a way that you can show up that you don't have to be like, well, you know, you can't do this thing to me, or I'm not going to put up with this crap. Or, I mean, there are ways in which we can be firm mm-hmm. and stand in the truth of who we are without making it appear that way. Right. Yeah. I, I think though, when you're first learning something sure. like anything, you're, you know, you're all over the place and you're, you're flexing and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a, like a little kid learning to ride his bike, you know, he's pedaling and falls over and pedaling and falls. And finally he gets it, but it takes, uh, some time and practice to figure out like what the actual boundary is and how strong it needs to be, you know? Um, cause I, I kind of feel that way about myself right now where I'm, I'm learning these new boundaries and, Mm -hmm. you know, all other things aside, we're talking just normal Kate here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it it's tricky. It's tricky trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to make sure I'm I'm heard and understood right. without the need for being um, intense uh, and. Intense is maybe not the the greatest word for it without being uh, so aggressive and mm-hmm. uh, and and demanding. Right. I love how you bring us into the idea that like it is it is like this continuum, right? Mm-hmm. So like on one side, we have like no boundaries or very inconsistent boundaries Mm -hmm. and on the other side we have this like hard boundary that's not changing (laughs) and like Uh, and yeah so with me right and it's it's important because as we're practicing which thank you again for pointing out like this is a practice it's Mm. not not a thing that we are innately born with but understand right this is something that we mm-hmm. come into as we kind of try it on we may start at one of the extreme edges mm-hmm. and then go to the other extreme and then as we kind of like we'll keep going back and forth till we arrive somewhere in the middle that feels good to us mm-hmm. and is in alignment with who we are and how we want to show up in the world and 
it's not always an easy thing to arrive there, especially if you don't have the practice at a young age. Mm, Damn, that's a truth. So, um, you know, we're trying to, with our three-year-old, give her a sense of her autonomy um, by not requiring that, like, she hug an adult or Mm. kiss an adult or sit on an adult's lap or like, yes, we are, um, bringing her into the idea that her body is her own and that that she gets to decide how she is in relationship with others. And so, Mm. you know, that's really hard too, because (laughs) as a mother, you know, of course I would love a hug and a kiss goodnight. And I would say five out of seven nights right now. She's like, nope. And I'm like, oh, okay. Your but body is my your heart. own. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I also, I want her to understand at a young age that like she is her own being mm. and gets to decide obviously in an age appropriate way. Like sure. there's some times where we do have to pick her up or hold her or whatever. And she may not like it and it's likely for her health and safety. So for example, if we go to the doctor and she doesn't want to have the doctor look in her ears, I may hold her so the doctor can look in her ears because it's keeping her safe and healthy. Right. But like she doesn't necessarily understand at her young age, the difference between those two Mm. things. And she will as she ages, right? And we all kind of come into new awarenesses as we age. But it really, if you notice someone showing up in the world without boundaries or unpracticed boundaries, and you notice a strong reaction from them, they're likely just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Were you, I'm, were you, when you were young, raised to be nice and, and sweet oh, and girls or? Of course, it was very gendered in my home. Like it was very much, um, you know, growing up with a father who, yeah, is from Spain and uh, he brought a lot of his <laughs> old world views into the relationship <laughs> with my mother, which, you know, sometimes those are she flexible. Just, right. Uh, and yeah, she, she pushed back on quite a few of the I ideas that. that he had around gender, but yes, I think as women, uh, or I should say as people who have biologically female bodies, like there is definitely there is definitely a lot of unspoken uh, and also spoken because let's yeah. be clear. Sometimes it's not, it's, it's not under the rug. Sometimes it's right out in the middle of the living room. Right. <laughs> but like there is a lot of expectation around um, women should be nice. Women should be sweet. Mm-hmm. We should try and make things better. Like there's a whole lot of that, yep. that, yep you know, we grow up and we internalize this patriarchal, uh, misogyny and, uh, yes. So that there's layers to these pieces, right? So Mm -hmm. 
even somebody who's growing up who's not maybe uh, around a person with a personality disorder or someone who um, is manipulating or changing those boundaries. Like even if you grow up in in a home free of those things, you mm-hmm. still have this patriarchal misogyny that is <laughs> so much a part of everything. And we don't even see it sometimes because as mm-hmm. my brilliant friend Elijah would say, you know, it's the water that we swim in. We don't even oh wow yeah. notice. That's- like does a fish know that it's wet? <laughs> right. Know, like, God, that's like so, a Japanese cone, right? Right. It is, it is just, it is what it is. And so as we come into this place where like we have an understanding of who we are. We have an opportunity to reflect that in our boundaries. We have an opportunity to decide who we let in and how we let them in um, mm. and where to draw mm. the lines. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. Who to let in. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot around safety that feels important to talk about because as we know, you know, there are physical abusers, there are mental abusers, there are emotional abusers out in the world. And, you know, if we're lucky, they're not in our immediate sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not always the case. And so we may have people that are damaging um, in our sphere and it's hard because we're connected in a way that maybe we can't change or we're connected in a way that, that we still have to show up in the world around these people. And so how do we, how do we do that without, um, being unsafe? And is there a way to do that? Right. And do we really have to show up? Right. For some of these, like, you know, it's obviously it's not best case scenario to just cut and run from all relationships that are a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because that's what really relating is, right? Right. Um, but I, I can't help but wonder in a, in a highly toxic, repetitive mm-hmm. pattern, if there is a way that, that you can create a boundary around that or, or well, obviously create a boundary around that or walk away from that. Is that, is that an option? Mm-hmm. That's always an option, but right. Could it be a well, healthy option? Right. I, I would say yes. <laughs> Coming from someone <laughs> who has walked on a few occasions and, um, you know, I think another, uh, Another one of those things that's kind of put on us as we grow is um, to, um, if you try hard enough, you can make it work. Or like, you know, we are somehow obligated Mm. in relationship to stay and quote unquote make things work. Well, sometimes they're not going to work because the other person isn't willing to show up. And so 
Um, I, I think it's a real dangerous mindset to get into of like the, I can fix it. I can do it. I can make this work. Mm-hmm. Relationships are, you know, there are two people in every relationship and it is an unrealistic expectation that one person carry all of that, right? That one person put in all the effort or make it work or whatever. And frankly, it is a sign that like, you know, that if that person is not going to show up, that it, the, the healthiest thing you can do in that situation, I think, is to leave that situation, to not continue to drain yourself for what? Mm, gosh. Like, why would you keep going back? I don't know who says it, but I love this quote of like, learn to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. Ooh, like, I love that. Why do we continue to go back for more when it's harmful? And I, I think that that's another indicator of when we need a boundary. You know, not only are we maybe not feeling happy, but like it is actively harming us. Yeah. Like if it is actively harming us to be in a relationship, then it's important for us to perhaps leave that relationship mm. um, so that we're not sacrificing ourselves for the needs of others. And again, I think this speaks to the people pleasing and, for sure. you know, that codependent kind yes. of um, attitude. And that's not always easy to do because sometimes we can find our identity in that. And like, who would we be without this relationship that's harming us? And you know, back to people pleasing, what would people think? Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's a tendency that I don't love, but it it's hard to fight that question that continues to come up. If, you know, if you're in a situation, you know, what are people going to think? Right. If I make a big move and, you know, sever this relationship with my best friend, what are people going to think if I, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about anything, anything specific here, by the way. Like, so I, are you breaking no. up with me? Melissa, it's been great, but <laughs> I feel like I've, I've grown apart. Um, no, this is nothing, nothing specific. I'm just, right, uh, sure. you know, just thinking in terms still of that that severing of relationships that yeah. uh, versus creating a strong boundary uh, mm-hmm. will, you know, because people can have their own reactions to, uh, to yeah. our setting of our own boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, we do not affect just ourselves when we make these big changes, we affect other systems, whether it's from our, you know, work where our team loses one member by us quitting or if it's you know familial or or friendship or anything it it it's um it's interesting to to try to figure out 
I feel like I'm trying to figure out where my boundary is right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. And I think the thing that is important to talk about, about boundaries is that it's not a set it and forget it. It's not Mm, like a, I just put this boundary in place and then I never have to go back. Like, wouldn't that make life so different if we like gosh I'd be so productive (laughs) because you know we are constantly assessing our boundaries you know um Mm -hmm. and it's important for us to reassess you know like when we are first learning how to do something and you know you brought up this idea of like riding a bike when we're first learning how to do that you know we in that practice can kind of set up some rules or boundaries for ourselves so that we get like the best outcome, but then that could change. So for example, if the little one is trying to ride her bike and it's physically exhausting, then maybe allowing her to ride her bike for five minutes is the appropriate boundary because then she's less Mm. likely to fall off her bike and get hurt because she's tired, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go. And as she grows up and gets older, she can obviously ride her bike for longer than five minutes without feeling winded. So she can expand Mm. that boundary or that she can change the rule because it no longer affects her in the same way, right? Like perhaps a poor analogy, but uh, the idea that like we are constantly growing and changing Mm -hmm. and so are others, hopefully, um, that maybe the boundaries that we put in place, whether that's with, you know, a friend or a family member or an employer, those might look different, right? Mm -hmm. As the relationship grows and evolves, you may find that you get to expand that definition or you may have to pull back and like really put in some firmer boundaries. It just depends. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. The, the different levels of boundaries that you have with people. And, you know, I, I feel like we are constantly fine tuning, um, Mm -hmm many things with respect if we're doing our work right we're fine tuning many aspects of ourselves as we as we get older i just had this image of you know when you were talking of your little one on her sweet bike um you know i just had this image of uh like i read a quote a couple of days ago i'm not even going to say anything about the quote because then we're going to have to find it aren't we <laughs> But go ahead. I take it as a challenge. Just go ahead, throw it down. So it was. It was something I think Gabby Douglas had said about being. You know, she's been she's been working on this since she was six years old. And so, you know, it was. I think it was in reference to some of the heat that she took for pulling out of a couple of her events at the Olympics and, mm-hmm. you know, how, how easy it is for haters to be like, oh, you know, thanks mm-hmm. for representing, representing the U S when we have no idea the, the amount of training that she went through, I'm getting off on a tangent here. The point is that <laughs> she, um, the point is what, what I took from that is her saying she's been working at this since, since she was six years old. Like this is something that she's been practicing and fine tuning and 
and really, really finding perfection in, in Mm -hmm. this thing that she's chosen. And so I believe that we can, and probably already do the same thing with our boundaries as you were just talking about. Um, you know, when we're first learning how to, how to use them. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, as we, as we learn more about ourselves and, and the world. Yeah. There's so much to learn and there's so many layers to this. And I recognize like we are not going to cover boundaries in one episode of the podcast. Mm. As a matter of fact, we probably couldn't even cover them all in like eight seasons, right? There's a lot for sure here for us. And so um, in terms of like reflecting on our own lives and determining you know, how do we know if we need boundaries? Um, I think in my own experience, what I've noticed is that I feel kind of annoyed or resentful about something. I feel really tired. Uh, I don't want to to share. Um, I am noticing like that there's lots of drama, like, you know, like there, there are ways in which that I'm like, Oh, ding, 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 ding. Something is here. There's an invitation to, to reflect and to see what's going on in my life that is causing this discomfort. And like I said before, discomfort's not a bad thing. A lot of times it gives mm-hmm. us information. So For sure. Um, you know, where where might I want to show up differently? What and I think you can't really talk about boundaries without talking about responsibility because there is that sense of like what's mine and what's not mine. Right. And yep. we can certainly have a false view of that. Like I mentioned before, this idea of like, it's not mine to keep every relationship up and running. It is mine to fully participate in whatever ways I can, if I want to be in that relationship, right? Mm. Or it is up to me to end that relationship or to put in boundaries around that relationship if it's harmful to me, right? Like I have to take ownership and responsibility around what is mine and not pick up other things that are not mine. And to not give a shit about what other people may or may not say, because that's going to keep me locked into a really harmful situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just perpetuates the, the pain. Right. Um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm reflecting on some of the ways, the way I know that I need a boundary is first of all, I'm breathing right now. And so, um, and I've, 
you know, I've, I've alluded to the, the challenges that, that I've been having. And so right now it feels like everything is being tossed up in the air and having to be re refined some stuff, redefined. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I feel more than anything when I need a boundary. Um, but a lot of the, what you had said resonated. Um, you know, walking into a social event, I'm, I'm not feeling open. Um, it's, I'm, I'm thinking back to those occasions and it's, it's, it's hard for me to decipher sometimes when that boundary is needed until afterward when I'm Mm, doing mm -hmm. the replay and realizing, Oh, wait a minute, that was messed up. What the heck was that said for? Or, you know, um, I am not an immediate reactor. I am someone who likes to uh, take my time. Like I'm terrible at at debate because I like to take my time. uh, (laughs) Think about what has been said. Think about what I think about it. We're not debate partners. (laughs) and then I respond with something uh that is is hopefully more in line with uh who I truly am versus that that first person that would have been the reactive um bruised ego Kate and I try to stay out of that that person because it's just not the healthiest for me I don't want to live my life in drama and chaos and you know I want it to be very um well happy, joyous, and free. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm, I want to think more about some of the ways that you had said, you notice when you need, uh, boundaries, because that mm. I'm sure I can find those in my own life, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a fascinating topic to me. Um, and I think we have so much to learn in how we show up in the world and when we allow people to violate our boundaries, when we violate our own boundaries, um, and what's really Mm. underneath that, you know, Mm. what's really, at the bottom, if you dig underneath all those different layers, right? And I love that you said that you want to wait to respond, that you want to be thoughtful in your responses, that you want to consider that whatever perspective you may have seen may not be the only one, right? Right. Um, And so I really appreciate that about you. And I know that when you come to me with something that you have put thought into it, that you have sat with it, that you are not coming from that place of, you know, emotional reactivity. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is a really uh, important thing for me in terms of like, I want people who are practicing that way of being and that's not to say that we're always perfect in it right like the, i mean For i sure. have some sucky, <laughs> sucky responses and usually it's my family that gets it right because if we're real 
you know, we, we tend to let our hair down, quote unquote, with those people and, and show up in the fullness of who we are. And sometimes that is (laughs) in ways that, you know, when we're depleted or we're struggling or whatever, it may not come off the best. Um, and it's still important to practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I have a strong need and a desire for quiet, reflective time. Mm-hmm. Time where I don't have to be a wife, mother, business owner, friend, whatever. Like I can just be. And so in the morning, uh, you know, I get up before I have to spend some time in quiet reflection and prayer and meditation mm-hmm. and um and then I kind of venture out from my bedroom and people in my house just know and understand like you better not step to mom or you better not like come and invade that time because that is precious time that mm-hmm. I don't get during the day. And on the back end in the evenings, you know, at 8.30, that's supposed to be the cutoff time. Um, and it's not always my almost 13-year-old, you know. Um, but I say at 8.30, you know, you don't have to be in bed. You don't have to whatever. But, like, that is my time to be in my room. Hmm. Whether I'm reading a book or watching something or talking with Brendan or whatever, like that is my time. Right. And I will continue to protect that because during the day, I am making myself available for Mm -hmm. everyone, for my clients, for my friends, for my children, you know, like that is time that I am available for everyone else. But if I don't fill up that cup, And if I don't spend that time with myself, then I do get resentful. And Mm, I could certainly see that. Yeah. And I tell you what, you know, if children are designed to poke at boundaries, uh, (laughs) I, I have the top model, right? Like there's constant pushing of five more minutes. Just let's do this. Let's. And I'm like, no, the boundary is 830. I will see you in the morning. Like consistency. Yeah. And it is, I mean, I may get pushed back for 10 minutes and I just keep saying, uh, we can talk about this in the morning or, you know, frequently there'll be this urgent thing will come up at 8.30 and I'm like, you need to talk to me before 8.30. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to jump and do the thing. Now, obviously, like if it's something important for school or, you know what I mean? Like, yes, there are certainly times that I will show up if I have to, but I am going to continue to hold that boundary because that is important for me. That is important for my health and well-being. That influences and impacts the ways in which I can show up in the world. Mm. And I don't want to be, it is more important to me to have her angry with me about not doing the thing that she wants me to do than it is for me to show up depleted and short and snippy with her. Like, I don't want to show up that way more than I don't want her to be angry with me. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? 
It does. You have to really follow it, but like that last comment, but it definitely makes sense. Um, and, and I think that consistency as well, you know, obviously in a, uh, an emergency situation with school or, or something like right. that, it's different, but that consistency of, no, I'm sorry, eight 30 is the boundary. We know this, it's nothing new. Right. Um, you know, that just reinforces the message that mom's not going to budge. So right. hopefully, hopefully eventually that, that it, it'll just be, but I don't know. Cause I don't have kids and that's <laughs> just another example of why. <laughs> right. Mom, 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 yeah. mom, mom, mom. Um, oh man. Yeah. And it's, I do, I really, so going back to the last comment, which was a little hard maybe to follow, to clarify when we are faced with, um, are we going to continue to hold this boundary or are we going to extend the boundary or expand the boundary or whatever? Like what goes through my head is, is it more important for me in this moment to say no and disappoint someone temporarily than it is for me to operate on low resources mm. tomorrow like yeah. and act out of a place of resentment like how yeah. which is more important to me how do i want to show up in the world and then go with that right yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I think we can sell ourselves short and we can give in in the moment because it feels hard to uh, hold up a boundary, especially mm -hmm. if you've been asked eight times or 12 or more to like <laughs> not hold a boundary. It can be really frustrating and very easy to just want to give in so that you can stop the badgering. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but also like what, yes, I could have relief in this moment, but what long-term effect is going to sure. come from it. Right. Um, and for me, I would rather show up saying no, and then be able to show up in resourced and ready to go for whatever the next day holds right. for me than to give in in the moment because right. I've done both. I've done both. And I, I know what works and what doesn't work for me. And it's easier to, to be able to keep yourself uh, like your, your container full, as you mentioned earlier, uh, in order to have that lasting happy mom. Well, I shouldn't say that happy mom, but like, <laughs> um, at least peaceful, um, right? Yes. Like, yes. Peaceful. Um, because sometimes um, we can be at peace, right, with uncomfortable situations. But yeah. Yeah. So at the, the challenge in that, of course, is for us people pleasers, is knowing that someone's going to be upset with us anyways. That's mm -hmm. for me, that is a feeling that I'm going to have to learn how to sit with and, and just feel out, sit with that knowing that somebody's upset with me. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I could name several people right now who are probably upset with me, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I don't feel bad about any of them right now. Um, right. but just, well, I think, 
I think it's important for us to hold other people as capable when it comes to handling their emotions. Like, what would the world look like if we would allow people to be disappointed and and feel like they are capable of handling that? Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like the the tip of the iceberg conversation. There's so many different themes. There's so it's like mm. peeling an onion. There's so many layers to all of this. For sure. And I guess what I would like to invite our friends into, those of you who are in our living room today having this conversation with us around boundaries, is just to notice, just to have that awareness around what are the boundaries that we're holding in our lives? Where are the places that maybe we could um, have more boundaries or less boundaries? Like where Mm -hmm. are the places that, that we're feeling, uh, unpracticed where we can bring our attention because, um, I know now that this conversation is on my radar now that we're having it, I'm going to be more aware as I move through the next week or so, like where, what is happening in terms of my relationships and where am I feeling uncomfortable or where am I feeling the desire to add a boundary or remove a boundary? I know that's Mm -hmm. going to be present to me. And I would love for other people to be thinking about that and um, putting some things into practice and sharing with us like what's coming up for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it would be lovely to hear what, what some people are going through out there. you know, I also want to encourage everyone to give yourselves a little grace Yeah, as we're going through this process because it's, it's hard. And, you know, all, all, all of this self-work is, is hard work, but, um, but it is so worth it in the end. So, uh, and throughout the process. So give yourselves a little grace and, um, while you move through it. Yeah, I love that reminder um, because it is important. You know, I, a lot of my clients will say things like, oh, I should do this or I should do that or I should have done this or I should have done that. And while I think there is a healthy amount, amount of introspection we can have and how things could have gone differently. I think we can also lose ourselves there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so if it's getting to the point of self-flagellation, it's not (laughs) going to necessarily be productive. So I love the reminder to like, to, to just say, yeah, okay. So this might be hard for me and I'm doing the best I can with what I have. And when I know better, I do better. That's right. That's right. And it's all as it's supposed to be right now. Yep. And by sitting with it, we can expand our understanding of it, our perspective of it. By being in conversation with other people around it, we can perhaps open ourselves to a different experience so Mm -hmm. that we can shift our thoughts. And that ultimately, as we know, will shift our life. Love that. It's perfect. 
Thank you so much for being with us today. We discussed a lot about boundaries, and there's still so much for us to share with you next time. Now, I just want to remind you before I leave you today that I am not a licensed therapist and therefore can't diagnose or treat any mental or emotional disorder. If you suspect that you're being abused in any way, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at www.thehotline.org. Again, that's thehotline.org or call 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, that's 1-800-799-SAFE or text the word START to 88788. Again, that's text the word START to 88788 to get the answers you may be looking for and begin the healing process today. See you next time.